Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. Just can't get enough of you, my Lord. Now I want 
say, I just can't get enough of you, my Lord. You're too good now. I just can't get enough of you, my Lord. Oh, said I just can't get enough of you, my
change us for all time. Uh, what about others? He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for the others? Do you believe in dreams? The Holy Spirit dreams. Thousands of men running down the streets. They didn't know that the road was leading. To a steep and narrow cliff And into the lake of fire
got this feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. Now I'm all away. Jesus, I was deep in sin, falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways. Now I'm all away. I found Lost in sin and shame, but you gave your life to save me.
Well, I'm glad to announce you that it's time for the wedding. Amen. And for so long, our father has not been here with us. And we've missed him so much. And I don't know about you, but I cannot wait. And if you're excited, I want us to walk up to the pulpit. Bishop Enjoy the concert. Wow. Wonderful music by the stars. Turn with me to Proverbs. We are having a wisdom impartation service, and I'm going to share with you about a particular kind of Hello, a particular kind of wisdom which is particularly important for us as what you call it Africanos. And it is in the Hebrew, um, a word which I think I'd like to use, malak. It is, if you, if you ever get into that position, you are going to need that kind of wisdom. Do you understand? You're going to need that wisdom. But if you never get there, you wouldn't really need it. So you wouldn't even need to remember tonight's message. But I believe there are many people here who are going to get into that position. It is the wisdom of kings, the wisdom of I think you got a problem. 
You got a problem. Change it. Hallelujah. All right. It is the wisdom of kings, the wisdom of princes, the wisdom of nobles, the wisdom of judges, or simply the wisdom of leaders. Proverbs chapter 8. Verse 12. I wisdom, I dwell with prudence. I, found, I find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward tongue do I hate. Counsel is mine. Sound wisdom too. I am understanding. I have strength. Now the verse we're looking for is verse 15. By me, kings reign. It's something that is needed for kings. People that are in authority. And by me, princes decree justice. By me, princes rule. So to rule, to lead, to malak, even nobles, even all the judges of the earth. So by me, kings reign. Pastors lead their flocks. Princes decree, decree justice. This is the wisdom which you need as a prince. How many princes do I have here? Princesses also. Huh? How many princes do I have? Princesses too? How many kings do I have here? Everybody's a king tonight. You are going to reign and lead through this. Bible says, by me, kings reign. By me. Without this thing, called wisdom. A king cannot be the leader. You need supernatural wisdom from God to help you to be a leader. Wow. Are you listening to me? Are you sure you're listening to me? By me, King's reign. Why? Because human beings are the most difficult species to lead. And human beings were not created to lead other human beings. Human beings were created to dominate animals, not fellow human beings. God didn't create human beings to have authority over other human beings, but over the animals that he created. 
Alright? And it's one of the most difficult things to do is to lead human beings. Very difficult. People are very complicated. They will choose the wrong person and blame you for the wrong person they chose. You will lead them and they will say thank you in the strangest of ways. One day in Italy, there was a sudden section or kingdom within Italy. I believe it was called Siena. And um, what they, they had were like, they had these um, people that were like generals. And they used to go out fighting, leading armies to defend the nation. There was one particular general who kept on accomplishing great victories for the people. And each time he would come back home and the people would be greatly indebted to him. For his great leadership and his great victories. Now he had conquered the enemy and silenced their foes. One day, when he went out on his great battles, everybody knew that he was going to come back again. And the whole city would be even more indebted to him. So they had a meeting in the city among the elders. And they said, what can we do to appreciate this man? Who keeps on saving us? Time and time again, we find ourselves indebted to him. We owe him our very lives. What can we do to thank him? To show our love and appreciation. There were so many proposals. Some suggested we should give him money. Then others said no. If we give him money for what he has done, it would not be enough. Others said, oh no, he's humble. Others said he's proud. Others said, we don't know how much will be too much or too little. And the meeting went in so many different directions. Finally, they came to an amazing conclusion. And they said, this man, he will save us all the time and we do not know what we are going to be able to do for him to say thank you. So when he comes, let us kill him and make a statue of him to honor him forever with this statue. Him. Yes. Let us make a statue of him. 
So, he went, when he came, they called him for a meeting. And when he came there, you have really saved us again. And to honor you forever, we are going to make a statue of him. So they took him to the prison and they executed him and made a statue of him to say thank you for saving us. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm talking about leading human beings. You don't even know what they want. And that is why without wisdom, you can never really rule a group of people. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? So you need to develop great skills. At times you need to listen to what people think. At times you don't need to listen to what they think. At times you need to be hard. At times you need to be soft. At times when you are soft, it will lead to your destruction. And there are times when you are hard and firm, it would also lead to your destruction. Yes. There are times you need to show mercy. And there are times the very people that you show mercy to will rise up and destroy you because you showed them mercy. One day a group of people arrested. All my stories are true. When, I, when it's not a true story, I'll tell you. Including the one they made a statue of. Yeah. It's not a, it's a, it's a place. It's a, real, it's a real person. When, I, when it's a, not a true story, I'll tell you after the story that it's not a true It's a real story. Julius Caesar was a, you know, when he was growing up, he was a young captain. And um, he was captured one day by pirates. And um, when they captured him, they said they were, they were going to give him up for a ransom, an amount of, um, they asked for 25 shekels or 25 pieces of gold or something. And Julius Caesar was, and it's a true story. I, I, the figures are wrong, but the, the story is correct. The figures, like the number of pieces of gold they asked for. He, he told them that, listen, you cannot ask for 25 pieces of gold for me. I am worth far more than 25 pieces of gold. Gold coins. And he chatted with them and laughed. And he told them, listen, when I'm free, I'll, crucif- I'll come and crucify you. <laughs> when I'm set free, I'll come and I'll crucify you. They thought he was joking. So anyway, they got the ransom, 25 pieces of gold. They paid it. Julius Caesar, is history. You can read it. When you go, just read Julius Caesar. You can Google it and see it. the story is there. And there, they paid the ransom and set him free. When he got into his ship, he told them to turn and we are, follow, we are going to find those pirates. Who he had eaten with, chatted with, laughed with them, and he had told them the money they are asking for him is not enough for somebody like him. You cannot ask for 25 pieces of gold. 
And he came back, found, caught up with the pirates, caught all of them, and crucified them. And he told them, just because they are like they were friends with him and so on, is going to slit their throats before they hang them on the cross. Yes. I mean, this is what I can do for you. He says, what, what I can do for you is like as a friend. We'll just cut your throat before you are crucified. What I'm saying is that there are times you need to be merciful. If they had killed this Pontius uh, Julius Caesar, they would have also lived. Alright? So leadership is a very wonderful thing and without wisdom, you cannot lead. Now, many of you were, when I ask, are you a king? Are you a priest? The Bible says we are kings and priests and so on. But above all, you are the king of kings of your life. I mean, you are the lord of lords of your personal life in a certain sense. And you need to lead yourself properly. Alright? And one of the ways you lead yourself is by having the right wisdom of a leader. Okay? And... um, and that is why the art of leadership is so important. Many, many, many people don't know how to... Listen, Africans, if you are an African, or you are a black man, or you have some of the color. You know, there are colorless people, but we are people of color. Some have more than others. All the way to the top, and some have less. But once you have some of the color, you are in. We are able to do everything that can be done. To be doctors, to be lawyers, eh? to be surgeons, to be professors, to be diplomats. We have diplomats, we have Kofi Annan. To be what? Astronauts, to pass exams, to do everything. But to lead... When you are in charge, then you see there's a particular chip that seems to be out of the computer and it's connecting something there. You know, like all the circuits are working except with the leadership chip. Now you think about it. it. It must be a great shame to be the leaders of a country and still be giving excuses. After 60 years, you know, evidence, keep your eyes on the evidence. The evidence is 60 years old. I mean, how old are we now? 58, right? 58 years old? Yeah. 58 years. You cannot connect two cities. Two of the, big, the biggest cities with a road, like a dual carriageway. That if it's 240 kilometers, 200, 200, from Achimota to Tech Junction is 250 kilometers to Tech Junction. You cannot connect 250 kilometers for 60 years. You must, you mustn't be giving excuses at the point. You must be saying something else. You may be intelligent. You may have gone to Harvard, Lagon, Oxford, whatever. Recently, there was a lecturer 
a law lecturer. Listen, a lecturer of law, all right, in um, a university in England. One of the top universities in England. He was a Ghanaian. Yeah. His lectures were the most amazing lectures in law. So much so that people that were not in his class would attend his class for his lecture. And people would come from other universities to come and listen to his lectures. Just, it's, it's just recent, recent, something that happened just recently. He was so good in his lecture that, I mean, others were not having such interest in the lecturing and the, in, the, in, the, in the lectures that they were giving. I don't want to mention the name of the university because I could. It's, it's just, it's, it's not a secret. Then, they decided to make him the head of department. Do you know the end of the story? You, you know the story already, right? You know the story. They decided to make him the head of department. Yes. And when they made him the head of department, suddenly the toilets were no more working in the department. The water was no more running. And so many things happened that the, actual, the university stepped in and removed him from being the head of department. And even the students and other people reacted to it. But they came and they said, look, since this man was made the head of department, even apparently you are supposed to give the schedules for lectures and said all those things were no more working anymore. You come, the things are not ready. So many things. You see, because that is different from the intelligence of the law and the understanding of the law and the ability to lecture. It's different from the leadership of, the, of everybody. And you see that that is where the failure steps in. Uh-huh. But it's not intelligence or IQ. IQ for IQ, dear, it is there. But leadership, to like to lead all of us and where we are, will be uh, good. That is where the difference is. And you see, when you don't know your problem, you cannot even treat it. That's why in medical school, look, 90% of the issue is about diagnosing the problem. Look, once you can diagnose that this is what the patient has, you are well on the way to helping the person. But if you don't really know, it's, it's quite something. So that is why even sometimes in fertility cases where we are trying to get help people to get pregnant, sometimes when they actually find something that this is wrong with you, sometimes they are actually happy because it's sometimes nebulous. You can't see what exactly is wrong. Because not this, it's not this. It's, you can't tell so many things could be wrong. But you can't tell exactly what is wrong. So diagnosing is one thing. So the point I'm trying to make as I just summarize this little message is that brothers and sisters to lead is different from being intelligent yes it's different from being intelligent and are you still around and so it's something 
By me, kings reign. Yes. So now, all good, when you, when you are going to become a, the wisdom of, when you are going to receive the wisdom of leadership, you need to know so many things. And I have two books, maybe three, that have a lot of that. The Art of Leadership, A Good General, and What It Means to Be As Wise As a Serpent. Three of them, maybe. They have a lot of things about leading. So, one of the, the greatest attributes of a leader, and, and that is this, you must listen, okay, is like a leader's gun, is his decisions. All right? Leaders are people who are known for their decisions. Okay? Four reasons why you must be decisive. Number one, because God is decisive. And we are supposed to follow God. Number two, all great leaders are decisive. Number three, a failure to decide is a failure to lead. And number four, failure to decide is the same as a decision to do nothing. Okay? If you take decisions... You are leading your life. So remember, decision taking. Take decisions. At least do something. When President Rawlings was the president of Ghana during the revolutionary time, the TV news was one of the most interesting things to watch. You don't know what is going to be said during the news. And many of you were not big enough to know. That you were not born, yeah, because you'll be here, you hear, oh, so and so has been sacked, yeah. I mean, you, you, you'll be at home watching television, you see that you've been sacked on TV. That's how it was. You, you'll be watching television, and you, you hear that the minister of so so and so has been sacked, and you are that, you are that minister, and you are watching TV in the house. That's, that's how it was. There was always something fantastic happening. Yeah. And when, and, 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 and it, was, it was more real. You, you sort of feel that something is, what, what is happening now? What is the next thing that is, that is happening? And you see that decisions are being taken. Yes. If they come to your area, I tell you, you see that something will happen right now. Yes. You see that people who cannot lead, cannot take decisions, good, strong decisions, that must be taken. They can't. Yeah, they can't. Ten strong decisions of Jehovah. When the earth was without form and void, God took a decision to create heaven and earth. Wow. Clap for God. Number two. When God saw that man was lonely, he took a decision to create a woman. Number three. When the earth was full of wickedness, God took a decision to kill all human beings and leave only no. Clap for God. Clap for God. It's always like 
if you watch the news, it's always something fantastic happening. God is always taking decisions. Number four, when God saw Noah's sacrifice, he took a decision not to destroy all living things again by water. What a man of decision. Not a man, but God. What a God. How many want to be like God? Be ye followers of God. Imitators of God. Wow. Number five. When God saw the homosexuality in Sodom and Gomorrah, he took a decision to eliminate that city. Clap for your God of decision taking. Number six, when God saw that the Israelites were suffering so much in Egypt, he took a decision to rescue them from the land of Pharaoh. Clap for God. Number seven, when God was taking the children of Israel out of Egypt into Canaan and they began to complain, God took another decision to keep them in the wilderness for 40 years. What a mighty God we serve. Mighty God. Charlie, you people don't complain about things. Oh. Because God took a decision to keep them. He said he wanted some particular people to die. So he just kept them for 40 years. I want all the grown-ups to die. Yeah. Always taking decisions. Then, number eight. When, saw that, when God saw that Lucifer, an angel that he had made, was rebellious, he took a decision to cast him out of heaven. Clap for God. There are some people you must take a decision to cast them out of your life. And some of you, you don't take decisions. That's why something is going, your life is going like this. Like, well, that, that decision, take it. Take that decision. Certain people that have to get out of your life. Some of you, you are in relationship, you have to break up. You can see that you have chosen the wrong person. But Charlie, how to take the decision? It's like the thing should just be there. Whatever should happen, should happen. What do you mean by whatever should happen to happen? Take that decision. I said, take that decision. Cast Lucifer, play the Dambeshi and let him go out of the, out of your life. Number nine. When God saw that the Israelite did not want to be ruled by a prophet, because God, God ruled the Israelite through Samuel. Yeah. When he saw that, they said, they, they came, they, they came for a meeting with Samuel. They said, your sons are not like you. Your sons are not like you. Please, if you can appoint a king, we prefer than your sons. Samuel was hurt. And he went to pray. And God told him, no, 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 no. It's not you that they've rejected, like your family. It's me they don't want. I'm the one they don't want. Give them a king. Give them a king. God said, okay, have kings. That is when we started having kings in Israel. Number 10. When God saw that all of his creation was going to be lost through sin, 
he took a decision to send his son to win the whole world. Clap for God's powerful decisions. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Fantastic. So that was um, one of the chapters in the book of the Art of Leadership. You can read it yourself. You'll be blessed. And then, chapter 71, most decisions involve choosing between two bad options. A good leader knows how to choose the lesser of two bad options. And many leaders are paralyzed into inaction because of the imperfect choices presented to them. Amen. Amen. Many, many people don't understand the principle of having to choose even though both the things you are choosing from are both bad. Matthew 5, 29. If thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. Now, it's a very bad thing for your whole body to be cast into hell. It's also a bad thing to go to heaven with only one eye or with only one hand. Because when you get to heaven and they say, put your hands together, you have to be beating your chest. Put your hands together, let's welcome the Lord Jesus. Then, it's like you don't have one of your arms. Or people are running happily, you don't have one of your legs. Do you see? But when you look at the idea of being in heaven with only one eye, and then, which is a very bad thing, or Going to hell with two eyes. Which one do you prefer? Aha. So you are choosing between two bad options. And most decisions are like that. When you are going to marry a lady, it's not a decision between a princess and a frog. decision between a princess and a frog it's very easy I'm taking the princess, I'm leaving the frog who wants to marry a frog wow that is why there are some people who are bachelors even until their old age because they keep looking and they realize that "Mm, there is something wrong with do Amen? Amen. Wow. Wow. Seven examples of decisions that are between two imperfect options. Number one, whom to marry. You have two brothers, James and John. 
Hi, James. Hi, John. Would you like to hear the song about Peter? There's another song about a Peter. Hey. Next week during the concert. Yeah. Yeah. James and John. And Peter. You're not going to get a perfect. The guys who can rap girls. And the guys who cannot rap. The guy who can rap. Is somebody who, as he has wrapped you, will continue wrapping others. But he may be more exciting to you. Like he may be a nicer, like more interesting person. Hey, interesting. Hey, interesting. Hey, words. Hey, raps. Hey, interesting. I mean, to be with the person. A rapper. Wow. Me erupts your fine wah. She other guy erupty. No raps. But as he doesn't have raps for you, he doesn't have raps for all the others too. So it's a safer option. But this one is a more boring option. So will you choose safer or boring? Huh? Safer or boring? Boring. You choose boring. Excitement. Safer. You see, it's always a decision between two bad options. And so people just sit down and say, hey, uh, I've been looking, I'm studying something. You'll be studying until uh, your PhD is over. I'm studying something. Number two, where to live is another example of two imperfect options. You want to live in Ghana or you want to live in America? How many want to live in America? How many want to live in Ghana? Uh Uh-huh. You can go and live in America, but remember, there are many things. You, you may want to live in Switzerland, Germany. But remember, in Switzerland, or Germany, there are things we don't have it here. So, I want to stay in Germany, Switzerland. Over there, all my medical care is guaranteed. Hospital, clinic, Everything, insurance, I'm well taken care of. As for Ghana, ambulance is only for carrying dead bodies. <laughs> but if I'm abroad, if I'm living in America or Switzerland or somewhere, and they ring 999, ambulance will come for you, like where we are standing, if you ring 999 or 911 or whatever, within the next few minutes, there will be an ambulance right here. Yeah, to come and save you. But here, you ring it. 
You don't even know the number to raise. Oh, two, four, four, something. Zero two six two eight three one three four one two. Hello? Hello? You said what? Describe the area. People who are experienced, people who are experienced don't even bother to call. So that is a disadvantage of living here. Like if, if you are having any aches or pain, you call ambulance or police. If you call the police, they'll say, we don't have transport. They will tell you, the police will tell you, we don't have transport. <laughs> if you can come for us. <laughs> if you can come for us. Or we don't have fuel. If you can come for You that are being attacked, you are calling for the police. They may say, we don't have transport. Or I'm the only one in the office. So if it's true, Shh. are you still listening? Are you sure you can hear what I'm saying? Yes. So that is a disadvantage of living. But if you live over there, you you'll be surprised. Every day, you may have tension. When you wake up in the morning, you see a lot of envelopes. <laughs> envelopes. At your door. Yes. Letter from here. Letter from here. Letter from here. Each one is a bill. You have to pay this. 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 Final warning. Pay this. Pay that. Yes. When I went to start the church in Switzerland, I was staying opposite a, a kind of a small, not a motorway, but it was like just, it was a freeway, so cars were passing. I used to stand, come outside and just watch because there was a camera there for taking pictures of cars that are moving fast. Yes. When they say 50, they give you 10% of that as the extra. The 10% of 50 is 5. It's 55. Mainly, I just, I just stand and watch it. The cars are, and then when the camera goes, crack, it goes twice, crack, crack, like lightning. <laughs> Connected to your house, connected to you, connected to your license. Nobody will ever see you. You get a 
you be there. When you wake up, you see an envelope. It's, <laughs> it's under your door. Yes. So one day I was um, I came back to the hostel and there was a brother. He had come even visiting from England. But when he came to Switzerland, he was afraid. The police he saw. You'll be walking. You'll be walking. You'll be walking. And somebody will tap at the to the side, please. What? This way. This way, please. Passport? You must always carry. Always. Where are you? Where, who are you? Many times I've been stopped. Driving a car. One time I was driving a car, then the person was driving to me. The police are following us. I said, how do you know? He said, I've, I've been watching them. They are following us. Around midnight. He said, they are following us. Then suddenly we saw the light. And he says, pack to the side. But then the, the police came. Passport? Who are you? Passport free. License, passport, everything now. Yeah. You see, so there was this brother, he was in the room. And I came and I knocked. <laughs> he didn't open the door. <laughs> When he opened the door and he saw me, he said, I said, why? What is wrong? He said that there is a police car outside there. So he thought the police had come to his room. I said, but have you done? I've not done anything. Do you have passport? I have passport. I have everything. But I'm afraid. When I saw them, I was afraid. Oh. So, two decisions. It depends. Not, every, not everywhere is as it looks. Who to marry? It's not between a princess and a frog. It's between the one who doesn't cook and the one who doesn't have sex. No. Yes. <laughs> Number three. What job to do? Are you there? I'm ending. I'm ending. What job to do? Alright. Should I be a doctor? Or should I be a what? A what? A lawyer? Yeah. Or a judge? Yes. Each one has its advantages. A doctor, you may go and work all the time in the midst of certain things. You may even some of the some of the jobs are just sad in medicine. It's not even that it's but it's sad. Especially if you work in a world where people die a lot. 
or where diagnoses are made of terrible diseases of, for young people. You know, like, like sometimes the hematology, the blood, you see somebody's come from a blood test, and it's just normal blood test, no, it's leukemia. You've got this, you've got this, you've got that, and this person is dying. And it's very heart-rending. You know, it depends. What job to do? Accountant? An accountant, if you want to be an accountant, one person was, he said, he said, when they were in school and they were learning accounting, they told them, if you be an accountant, never be an accountant in Singapore, you can easily go to prison. They are known for taking you up for false accounting. Easily go to prison. Yeah. They were taught in school. You are an accountant, but if you, you, you practice there, they, they can find something just now. Yeah. What to study in school? It will be faster to do carpentry. But in the end, it may be more profitable to do medicine. But long, seven years, by the time you finish, your mates have given birth and their children are in, in, in class two. You are now coming to start. Whom to vote for? <laughs> It's not a decision. It's not a decision between black and white. It's a decision between It's a decision between dark gray and dark brown. It's not a decision between black and white. The difference between NDC and NPP is not black and white. It's dark gray and dark brown. It's almost the same thing. Can't even tell what it is. Or dark blue and dark green. Deep green and deep blue. It's not like we have these are Satan's and these are angels. It's nothing like that. So when you see Christians dying over these things, realize that they don't even know what they are doing. Most of your life. So a good leader is shown by his ability to navigate through all these decisions. That's why I said, by me, kings reign and princes decree justice. Which car to drive? A Korean car may be cheaper. A German car may be more elegant, like a Mercedes Benz. Wow. But if something gets spoiled, huh? If something gets spoiled, pray about it. Yes. Ghana, we had Pijo police cars. Some, some of you may remember. I think they, they imported, I don't know how many thousand. Every policeman was driving one. Yes. Pojot, as they call it in Nigeria. Pojot. It's not the same as a Toyota in Ghana. It may look shinier, but when something gets... There is not even one in town. Yes. Land Rover recently advertised the, the original Land Rover. I, I saw an advert. They, they mentioned, they said that this percentage of the land rovers that were ever built are still on the road. Yes. 
a very high percentage of land brokers ever built are still walking on the road. Yes. So, you are receiving supernatural wisdom to navigate. And finally, the eight greatest decisions of a leader. Number one, to be born again. Number two, to be a committed Christian. Number three, to choose the Bible as your most important book. That's your third most important decision. Take these decisions and you are on your way. Yes, take these decisions and you are on your way. The Bible is a book. Your podcast is about the Bible. Is it not true? Yes. Everybody here must have podcasts. If you don't have it, there's something wrong. Free messages are coming to you. Number four. Fourth greatest decision. To choose the right church. Your church. Yeah. Your church really affects you. You see, the way the church is, you sort of, because we tend to just flow with the crowd. So if the church is going a certain way, it's easier to just flow. If everybody is some way, every, you are all some way. Amen? Amen? The fifth most important decision, who to marry. Wow. Hmm? Don't look at thighs. Hips. Is that what you're going to look at? The next one, to choose the right city and to choose the right friends. These are the most important decisions. Who are your friends? My friends have been Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie for many years. Your friends are very important. Yes, your friends are very important. Some of you, your friends keep you down. Yes, because they are somewhere, and if they are somewhere, they have a strong personality. Before you realize, you are affected. Yeah. Your friends are some of them, I mean, like after a church and a pastor is like the, the main thing. Because, like, when we finished, you are going to be with your friends. Yeah. So, like, if you're going back and your friends saying something funny, you'll be affected by it because it's like they are your friends. You know? And you talk more to your friends than, like, when you're in church, you're sitting quietly. But some of you are sitting looking quiet, but you can really talk. So, as soon as we close, you'll be talking. Yeah, you are wild, uh, you are wild at talking. So your friends, you know, and, and you are going to have friends even when you marry. You need friends even when you are married. Those of you who are thinking, you know, me, I'm the quiet type. I'm just going to marry this brother and then just the two of us. Look, he will be tired of you. I mean, how can we talk to only one person for the rest of our lives? It's very boring. So you as a girl, you need friends. And the brother will also need friends. There's nothing like you are now the only person in my whole world. You are joking. Brothers, beware of quiet girls who don't talk to anybody. I'm giving you a tip. I said I'm giving you a free tip. Those who don't talk to anybody, they are what we call prison officers. They are waiting to take you and register you in their prison. And this room, this room is the prison officer's office. This one. A lot of prison officers have signed in there. 
is the sign registered prisoners in this room here. Because this is where we signed the marriage register. You didn't know that on the other side there was written prison, prison. Yes. They were signing it. They didn't know that I'm signing my life to be under the custody of this prison officer. From today, whatever keeps you away from the wisdom of leadership is cut off from your life in Jesus' name. Sit down. God himself is bringing you to the place to navigate as a good leader. To take wise decisions. Good decisions. Even though there are two options. Three options. God is going to show you. Yes. The wisdom and the grace is giving you. And the Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. Pray for wisdom every day. And God is going to show you. There may come to you a brother who is shorter than you. But the most loving, the most loving, awanistic person who is shorter than you. But that is the brother you need. Even though you'll be looking over his head like this. That is the man God has chosen him for you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Some don't want to receive it. When I say receive it, you are saying... God is blessing you today. I said God is blessing you today. He's making you a wise leader of yourself. Yes. Your life is going to be marked by good decisions. Yes. People are going to comment and say, I like the way you decided clearly. Yes, that this is what I'm going to do. When I, when I finished medical school, I decided clearly. Give thyself holy. And I gave myself wholly to this ministry. And that is all. I've never looked back. Clear decision. When I, I took a decision to marry my beloved in 1985, I proposed to her on the 26th of August. Around 4.30 in the afternoon. I told her, I said, I'll marry you if you marry me. And she said, yes, I'll marry you. In a very soft, Wesley Galerian type of way. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Exactly four years later, I married her according to my word. I took a decision. I never changed my mind. Yeah. I've never changed my mind. Since I married her, I've never thought that, oh, I, I mean, when I see someone, ah, I should have seen you earlier. No, no. No. I would have taken a better decision. No. Because what you've chosen is what you have chosen. Yes. Some of you brothers, today you see a fair one say, this one has got an inside light. I like the inside light. I see the light. Receive the wisdom to be a king. 
Receive the wisdom to be a ruler. Malak is coming upon you. The wisdom to reign. To govern. It's from God. It's from God. It's not the same as intelligence. It's not the same as intelligence. It is not the same as intelligence. It's something else. Yeah. It's not the same as passing exams. How to navigate. This is good. This is bad. When you become a leader, let's say you become a president, you even want to do this by your own parties against you. Do you not think that some of the people who are in lead, they know, they don't know that people in the opposition party, there are some who can really help the nation. They know. But how to either please them, please your party, do what is right for the nation, what is not. It's like all mixed up. And that is where we say, by wisdom, by me, kings reign. And princes decree justice. And this shall be your story of one of the excellent leaders of Africa. Yes. And your life will be marked by the decisions, quality decisions that you've taken. All through your life, people will say, but how are you able to know whether this or that? You say, the Holy Spirit is giving you wisdom. Should I be here or there? Should I be here or there? Should I take this short one or this tall one? That wisdom is imparted to you from this moment. Whatever is needed to make you a wise leader is released in your favor. Stand to your feet and thank God for the wisdom of kings. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said amen. amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here this evening you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to the Lord. Raise your right hand. If you are not a born again Christian, I want to give your life to Jesus. Your right hand, please. Your right hand, please. Your right hand. Up high. Keep it up high. Father, thank you. Everyone say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I receive Jesus as my master, my savior. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for me. I am born again today by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now lay hands on your head. Receive the wisdom to lead, to be a king, to be a prince. Be wise from today. God is giving you the art of leadership. The art of being a good general. The art of being wise as a serpent. The art of leading people and leading yourself first of all. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for blessing the little ones. Blessing us all with this great grace. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. You may be seated. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you.